Hey, if you want to support this podcast, go over to anchor.fm slash drive safe text when home. But what you could do totally free, go over to Apple podcast and give, give me a rating. Like, you know, like maybe like a simple five star and say, this is the greatest podcast on the planet. You know, just something like along those lines, that'd be sick. But yeah, it, it definitely helps go up in the charts and all that fun stuff. So please, if you could do that, that would be sick. Thank you and enjoy this episode. Okay, everyone, this is a podcast and I am here with Sam Pira, chief audio engineer and owner of the Panda Studios. Yes. <laughs> Sweet, dude. This is awesome. Um, okay, dude. Um, okay, so like, first, first of all... Um, When's the Topo Chico sponsor coming in? I already have one. Do, do you actually have it? Yeah, that's how I get all the Topo Chico. Dude, that's what, because I was like, there's no way he doesn't have one. And then like when I saw, because I've been seeing it, I was like, there's no way. So I had to ask. That's insane, yeah. dude. Yeah, it's cool. My, uh, unfortunately, my rep, uh, she left her position. And so they're, I'm waiting for them to fill it. And uh, hopefully I, I still get to continue my, my relationship with Topo. Uh, but you know, I have been fielding offers from, uh, another well-known water company. Uh, I won't name names, but you know, it's, it's been, uh, it's been tempting, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's so sick, man. Like, how did you even like, is it just because you were drinking a crap ton of Topo and then like it just came up and then you're like, yo, like I drank well, your water. So no, it's basically cause like my wife, like has always loved Topo Chico. Okay. Um, and, and I loved, I, I love having, uh, I've always dreamed of having sparkling water on tap. Oh, heck yeah. Cause like, I'm, but it's like, I don't know how much you know about like kegerators and all that kind of stuff. But like I went down that rabbit hole, like hard before. Yeah. Um, I, I have a kegerator at my house. So I brought one to the studio and like, it was all right. I kind of don't really like having beer on tap here at the studio. Cause it goes kind of quick and it's kind of just a bitch to have, yeah. um, but I prefer it at my house. <laughs> Uh, and then I'm like, well, I want to get sparkling water on tap here. So I kind of looked into it. And it's like, it's a really big hassle to even do. So oh, then I was wow. like, you know what? Why don't I just see how much it would cost to like order a pallet of Topo Chico? And so like, I like posted that I was like, I, I like hit them up through their like main website. Uh, and then I like posted about it. Uh, just like kind of joking and trolling me. And like, I just hit up Topo Chico to figure out how I could order a pallet. And then one <laughs> of my friends, I guess I'm friends with a guy who actually works for Topo Chico. <laughs> no way. To yeah, yeah. So he hit me up directly and was like, actually, dude, I think you'd be perfect for marketing. Like, let me get you in touch with the marketing department. <laughs> and dude. so um, no one ever hit me back. Uh, but eventually I got I got a like a, a response through that website like request that I had initially filled out. And yeah. the person was like, yo, here's like your local person, like maybe hit them up and like, you might be able to order through them. And I was like, okay. So I, I hit them up and I'm like, yo, I'm just trying to figure out how to order like a pallet of Topo Chico. <laughs> and the person, uh, you know, this, this really nice woman named Val hit me back. It was like, Oh my God, Sam, like, thanks for reaching out to me. I'm sorry. I haven't reached out to you. Actually, my coworker had told me about you and I've been meaning to reach out with you. <laughs> like what works like next week for us to come and drop off like your first supply. And like, so they just gave me, they gave me, a fridge gave me a bunch of topo and it's like it's honestly the coolest thing to ever have in the studio i mean just like keeps everyone hydrated it's super fucking cool to have um it tastes great you know what i mean like uh, it's way better than drinking beer all day like yeah it's just been it's been awesome to have uh, a cool relationship with topo chico and i i like i love sparkling water you know what i mean so like yeah i just love having it on like on hand like i mean i'll drink like 10 of them a day <laughs> dude dude yeah, yeah. because when i saw that that uh 
that fridge, I was like, dude, that looks so gnarly. And then also it, it like, like, even though like your, 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 your studio is stupidly legitimate already, but that, that's just like a, like the cherry on top, dude. It's just like, oh yeah. dude, he has like a fridge in here with, that's like personalized. Basically it's dope, dude. Yeah. It's tight. Well, it's funny. Cause I, I put it in my kitchen. And yeah. then Chad Hudrath was like, nah, man, fuck that. You put that in your control room, dude. That's the baller move. And I was like, you're right, dude. Like, and it, and it has been like amazing just to be working and just to roll over here <laughs> and grab a Topo Chico. You know what I mean? It's like the coolest fucking thing. But so like, like I said, my, my rep left, so I actually don't have any Topo Chico here to drink right now. Oh, uh, damn. Because... So we'll figure out when I get to get a good shipment of Topo Chico again, hopefully, because I think I've done a lot to further their brand and the awareness (laughs) of the brand. And uh, (laughs) uh, I think I've been doing my part. You know what I mean? So hopefully we still have a good relationship. You know what I'm saying? Dude, yeah, dude, you're you're definitely a huge ambassador for them. So they better give it to you, man. That's insane. Yeah, like you get. I'm drinking Sprite right now, unfortunately, <laughs> because they didn't. I don't have any Topo Chico to like promote. It. I'm I'm promoting Sprite, unfortunately. Yeah. How I, like they're not hooking me up. I wish it was Topo in my hand, but hey, whatever. Oh my god, dude, that's so perfect, dude. Yeah, dude. And then what? Like so? Like just because I I've been wanting like. I've been following like Heavy Low forever, and I I seeing that like like Bone Cutter f- finally was like came out, dude. Like, hasn't that project been in the work for like years at this point, like like ten, yeah. eleven years? So okay, so like the actual like official story from my end of it, yeah. like my story of of the whole thing is like, um, I filled in on a tour, uh, like the first tour that I filled in was like a Horse the Band uh, tour. Oh, and, sick. Um, so and that was because their guitar player Chip, he like d- he couldn't go on tour anymore because he like had some graffiti like charges that he had to like stay behind for. <laughs> oh or something damn. Like that. Yeah, for whatever reason he he couldn't he like he had to like not be touring for a while. So they they were like, "Yo, Sam, do you want to play guitar?" I'm like, "Yeah, fuck yeah, I'm not doing anything right now. Like I'll come and play <laughs> with you." So like I never really considered myself like joining the band. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I was always <laughs> just like I was just the guy who produced them, and I was like happy to be friends and like play with them but like i i didn't really like want to like be in their band and like step on people's toes and be like (laughs) hey man like this is like you know what i mean like i just wanted to i wanted to help i wanted to help their momentum and and support them and uh i because i i really consider like that band dan and uh like chris and rue as the sound of that band you know what i mean like i i wouldn't be able to make songs that sound like that uh on my own i would rather like for them to make music like that, like requires Dan. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And like, uh, like Chip's sound on, on top of that, like throws in a cool other dimension. But like, really, without Dan, it doesn't sound like heavy, heavy, low, low. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. And so that's where, like, uh, you know, I filled in on that tour, and then we did a um, an Australia tour, and uh, Dan didn't show up to the tour in Australia. <laughs> so, and also the the funny thing was that like. Our bass player, Andrew, he had, like, some final going on that he couldn't, like, uh, take early or something like that. So he had to come, like, three shows late. So we had to play... We had to play three shows. I think it was two or three shows with just me as the only guitar player, <laughs> oh, no, no bass player, and our drummer and Rob doing vocals. And I'm like, I'm not even in the band. I'm like the guy who like plays like the additional riffs as opposed yeah. to like the riffs of the song. So I'm just like, oh, okay, got it. Now I have to like do this entire thing. So like, thankfully I brought uh, a rat distortion pedal with me so I could just like create all this feedback in between yeah. all the noise and actually like have some sort of like 
sonic ambience to like help support me. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, in my yeah town. exactly. Uh, but yeah, anyways, like we did that. We did that tour, and like we all had a really good time that tour. And I remember like our last show. Um, we were just like smoking and like hanging out like right before we played or maybe it was right after we played I don't know but at some point we were just like man this was hella fun and like we should we should write like a new album and do something and Rob was like but dude like Sam you have to like play guitar and like be in the band like like let's just do a whole new thing you know and oh, so it was damn. like okay like and so that's where I was like cool like I but at the same time like Dan was still on the project and like things were, you know, so like, I didn't really know, like, like, I didn't really want to like, like assume my role or like yeah, you know, yeah. anything, but I, I also wanted to like get something going. So like I, at some point, like when we got back, like we set up the jam and we did like, we did like, uh, we started on like bass and drums and like we wrote like songs like in the room together and like actually like came up with stuff. Okay. And so, and so like there, uh, I think I played like, I think I like, wrote and played guitar on like two of the songs and okay. then two of the other ones were ones that like they just that chris and andrew just like riffed out and jammed out and we just like recorded drums and bass for and so like we had like four like template of working songs to kind of like figure out what to do with okay and so the the only thing was kind of like i was like like we should get dan involved like we should like what what is this is this heavy heavy low low like without even asking those questions really like it was just kind of like letting it happen, but not really sure like where it was going to go. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah, kind yeah. Of, everything was kind of in a weird limbo anyways, in terms of like, like what is heavy, heavy, low, low. And like, what is, you know what I mean? So like, yeah, I just kind of like, didn't really press it further than, uh, I felt comfortable with at the time. And I, then I got really busy with like the whole fucking, uh, machine, like industry shit of like doing all the fucking record cycles for the name bands for, you know, yeah. for the fucking story and the state champs and the basement and the blah, blah, blah. So I got like really busy in that world and like always like kind of wanted to get back to like fucking with these songs and like doing something with it. So like I, I would casually talk with like Andrew and like, uh, Rob and be like, Dude, we should finish these. Like, and and then they would pag me and be like, "Dude, Sam, we should finish these." You know what I mean? Like, and, and so <laughs> yeah. it was like, it, it kind of like required uh, my environment to yeah. like change in order for me to like fully be able to in immerse myself into like executive producing this project. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. also playing inside of it as well too. You know, and so. Um, and obviously like it all depends on me because I'm the guy like completely in charge of everything. So like we yeah. can't move forward unless like I'm the guy driving the car. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, yeah. So it's, so it just like took a while for like me to get to a place where I was like, all right, I, I actually like, like, and want to do this. I want to like immerse myself in this. And I'm like creatively like in that space where I want to work on music like this right now. And like, let's do it. And so we, we eventually like, Finished that up. Rob started putting vocals on it. Then I, I started finishing up guitars. Then Andrew came up here and we started fucking finishing more guitars. Uh, like he brought his friend Bredman, which is like one of our like best friends. And like he played guitar on like a couple riffs. And like oh, we sick. just like we all just like sat around and like finished making these songs into something cool. And uh, the whole process was like so easy and fun and like intuitive and like um, just really like. It, it's so natural to like yeah, work yeah. together and make this type of music. Like, it's like, this is what you need to play. This is as opposed to like, hmm, what's the most perfect idea? What's this? Yeah. Like, it's just kind of like, <laughs> you just throw the shit in there and like, you listen back to it and you're like, actually, it's pretty fucking tight. Like, and it's actually like a little cooler than I even thought uh, it could be. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, so, yeah. Uh, 
I'm really proud of it. Like, I'm really excited uh, about it. I think it's like, I think it's unique. I think it's different. Uh, I'm really excited that we have a music video for every track. Yes. Um, I'm excited that like we have like good content that I'm really proud of to be like, this is my band. This yeah. is my band that I executive produced and engineered. And we'll definitely do more shit in the future. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Dude, just because like when I first heard it, I was like, oh, dude, this sounds it's perfect. Like you said, like and also knowing that you said like like intuitive and like all that stuff, like it makes it it makes me like respect it even more just because it's like, dude, like knowing that like you just threw it in there. It's like, oh, wait, that was cool. That's how like my brain works. I love that. I love it's like if something happens like but that happened for a reason and that's why we should keep it that way or like if of course if you could think of something better, it's dope, but like I love that idea. That's so fucking sick, dude. Yeah, I think like the the thing that I learned the most about like finishing that project up was like I I'm stuck like as a like as an executive producer for all these records that I've done, I'm stuck in a uh, process of trying to find the one guy in the scenario that has the best idea and to like follow that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And like it gets really exhausting and really hard to like involve five people in that process. You know what I mean? Yes. And uh, um, so I always find it best to like really like chase the fully formed vision uh, so that we can actually like facilitate creating like the best thing possible. Yeah. Whereas like working with Andrew and Rob and Chris, it's basically like, well, let's just do like, what do you think? And then yeah. what do you think? And <laughs> everyone just throws in ideas and they're all unique yep. and different than anyone would have thought. And it's <laughs> cool. You know what I mean? Like as Hell opposed yeah. to like this, like, like really like methodical, like thought out vision and like, like writing a screenplay and being like, now let's direct this movie. Like we just write the screenplay and the movie simultaneously. And it's pretty yes. tight, you know? Oh dude, that's dude. That's such a, I love that. Like that way of putting it. That's so perfect, dude. Like it's hand in hand. Like they're literally holding the hands, hold, holding the hands the whole time. It's like, Oh dude. Yes, exactly. And like they're in sync, dude. That's fucking dope, dude. That's so cool. Yeah, it's fun, man. Yeah, dude. And then, so like, like, so I, I, I talked to Rob a while back and I've played like, like Call of Duty with him and I've told like random stuff, like to ask him, but I wanted to ask you because, uh, it was during, during like recording of Turtle Nipple, but like, like, I, I think I read in an interview or something a long time ago that they would not stop playing Halo 3 and yeah, like, the entire yeah, time. yeah, dude, that's what I want. Like, so was, was that true? Like you would be like, you would come into the room and be like, yo, stop playing and let's write music. <laughs> okay. So like that, <laughs> like, like turtle nipple is kind of like a funny, like story to look back on. Cause like yeah. at the time I was, I was living in a, um, I was living in a musicians only like apartment complex. It was 10 units. And oh, like, wow. that's where we like just played and made everything. It was just basically like a DIY live workspace. Oh, and, sick. Uh, it was cool in that way, but it was yeah. small. And like, um, basically like I was like, I was kind of our, like, this was my first record I ever did where I was like battling the record label and like management and like trying to like get the most budget and they're trying to like get the least amount of money. You know what I mean? Like, so it's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, the late, like, so it was like my first kind of like experience of like being like, okay, so like, uh, I need to make a record with these guys. I I need to basically have them come and stay at my studio for two months. Uh, yeah. We need to like just write and hang out for one month and then record for the second month mm -hmm. and like just have like a, get fully immersed and have a good time. And they were totally down with that. And I was like, I think I was like, I want like $30,000 for it. 
And yeah. then uh, the record label was like, no, we'll give you like 10. It was like Whoa. something like that. You know what I mean? Like, and, and like, I think, I think they're like, budget that was contracted was like 30 and i think that they what? only like i forget exactly how much i got paid but i definitely like was not going to get what what i wanted but i still yeah. wanted to like do the record that way so like i was already like kind of stressed because it was like way cheaper than i like could already afford and i was like gonna like make no money off of this process you know what i mean like yeah, other yeah. Than just like facilitate this and like pay off the expenses here and so uh basically like uh we started it and like the first day like we all hung out we all like you know, camped out at the studio. Everyone's staying at the studio. I have my roommate Nap. He's living there as well. So it's like everyone. It's Dan, Chip, uh, Chris, Andrew, Rob, me, and Nap. <laughs> it's it's seven dudes <laughs> living in this spot, and it's Damn. like a, like and it's like a, a twelve hundred square foot place. Like that's where we're like gonna be for two months to like make this record. <laughs> and and I was like, you know, I, like this is my first like opportunity to make like a really good like important record. You know, so I'm like, yeah. I'm gonna go all the way. I'm gonna try to do the weirdest shit. Uh, so like, we we started off by like that was the first time I ever took shrooms. We all took yeah. shrooms together, and like I remember like feeling all this weird anxiety like like <laughs> what are we doing man we need to be making a record we can't just like be like taking drugs and, like, <laughs> hanging around you know what i mean like yeah and like uh so like my high wasn't like this like like uh um you know Mind i wasn't like yeah yeah i wasn't like inspired or like creative from it i, I saw it as this kind of like weird uh um filter between me and the scenario you know what i yeah, mean yeah, so yeah. like i already was kind of like fuck like i need to get these guys like in the room and working and like recording every day like let's write every day and like just record the whole thing and see what comes out of it and like so uh i'd be like I, we'd wake up and we'd be like all right let's do this and then halo 3 came out like two or three <laughs> days into it and and they like i swear to god they played ev all fucking day long and i was like <laughs> being the annoying guy being like hey guys like can we like go in there and like work on some stuff and like i felt like i like i felt like i was the buzz kill you know what yeah. i mean like uh and like they're just trying to and like also like this is like the first experience of like you know a band who comes directly to the studio from tour so they're yeah. already burnt they're burnt out and tired you know what i mean so like that's kind of what they need but i'm just yeah. like I'm like, cool, we're gonna like immediately get creative and like do hell of fucking tight ass shit. And instead I'm just like sitting there just like all amped up, like ready to go, just like, dude, they're all playing Halo. Like, what the fuck, dude? Uh so it was funny though, cause like all the songs vibe. Yeah. Are, yeah. Like this weird kind of like spy first person shooter, like aggressive ADHD <laughs> type of thing. Uh it's and it's like it's really the vibe of that record is is a lot of halo in there, uh, but yeah, like uh, really really funny in that way, you know. What I mean? But eventually, like we made the record, uh, it was a great experience, no problems. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I felt a lot of anxiety over the halo at the beginning <laughs> of the record. That's for sure, dude. Because like I can't remember what interview I read, but I, I don't know if it was with you or someone else. But it said like yeah, they wouldn't come out like, and I was like, dude. <laughs> Like, I've been wanting to ask you that question for, like, years, dude, just That's because I, I thought that was so amazing, dude. Yeah, completely true. <laughs> That's so sick, dude. Like, um, and then, like, you've been in, like, multiple different studio spaces. Like, like, is this, like, how long have you been at this one? Like, for, like, seven years or something or more? 
I everyone asks me that. I forget exactly what year I, I moved in here. Yeah. Um, but I've been in this one for the longest. I mean, like this is I, I always I, I kept saying my seventh studio, but I think it's actually my sixth. Because my first oh, was my okay. mom's bedroom. The second was the one in Oakland that I did the heavy record at. The yeah. third was a practice space down the street um, in Fremont, right down the street where all these bands play. I was like renting a room over there. And oh, then no the way. fourth was uh, in San Francisco at a uh, studio that used to be Third Eye Blinds. And then uh, the fifth one was down the street uh, at another studio that I was sharing at. And then <laughs> the sixth one being this one is the one that I f- I got. It was an empty unit, and we built everything into it and made it oh. my studio. So, Dude, that's dope, yeah. dude. Yeah, and then eventually we took the second spot right next to us and made a second studio out of it. So I have two studios at the same property, hence the <laughs> east and west, because we don't want to be like, it's the A room, it's the B room, the yeah. worse and the less than room. So it's just east and west. <laughs> dude that's so sick dude and like what like that that like so okay and then the one thing uh there's a million one things i've been wanting to ask you but like yeah. uh the uh that drum umbrella how did you even come up with that like that, what that's made a rip you off of eric valentine oh okay okay dude that thing's so sick dude like that's yeah, so tight. dope so eric valentine ripped his off of ocean way which they had theirs to go over like pianos so that they can like get oh. in how much piano was in the room uh-huh. Uh, allegedly, I think that's what it was for. And so um, he used that one and then was inspired by it and put it in his place. And then I saw his and was like, I want to put it in my place. And like, I have like the room that I have is like the bare minimum possible to put <laughs> something like that in. If it was a tiny bit smaller, that, that umbrella would like would be the worst thing to have in that room. It's like, <laughs> like my room is just the perfect size for it. Ideally, it would be a little bit bigger for it because like it, it's big, but like, yeah, uh, it's fucking awesome. That's I love so my sick. drummer. I, I love how my drum room sounds like, and I, I, I think it's uh, like, I think back to like, you know, how I wanted my drums to sound like when I would listen to records and be like, Deftones, White Pony, like uh, yeah. Digital Bath. I'm like, I want my drums to be like that, you know? Hell yeah. Uh, I, I like hearing drums in a space or like a lot of room mics. Um, and lots of like ambient mics so that like I hear actual air as opposed to just like clicky fucking close mic snares that sound like fucking triggers. Like, yeah, I'd rather like sound like a drums in a room. And so, uh, I've worked very hard to have a unique, uh, drum room. And I think, uh, it sounds unique and it has, has become a signature aspect of my productions, which is very cool. Hell yeah, dude. No, it really has like everything, like, like knowing that that's a part of it. And like, I just, I love like the ability to like, I get give like more room by raising it up or like lowering it and all that stuff. That's just, it's genius, dude. It's, it's a really great idea. And like, if that, uh, like that Valentine dude, if he, if he got it from some other dude, either way, super dope. Like, yeah. like it's, it, it, it just, it frees up. It, it literally like makes your room smaller or bigger at, at the, at the drop of a, uh, at the push of a button, dude. That's yeah, so it's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm a, I'm a firm uh, believer in giving credit where credit is due. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm proud to say mine is a, uh, inspired by Eric Valentine. Dude, that, that's, that's so dope, dude. Like, oh man. Like, and then, okay. So like what, like what made you like want to start recording? Like it was just like, there wasn't a sound that you were like people were doing. And then you were just like, dude, I, I know I could do better than them. Like, no, it's kind of like. Like I, I wa- like I went to a, you know, shout out to my, my buddy Zach Oren. The first time I ever recorded with him was at his house, and so okay. he was like, he was one of the first like local legends that was like doing, like shit out of his bedroom, uh, and like making it sound better than like, 
modern productions that were using huge fucking studios. Damn. Uh, and like was just like a DIY guy. And so I always like really wanted to like work with him and like kind of learn how to work with him. But I had to like, I basically had to choose like a fucking, uh, I had to go to college because my parents were like, you need to go to college, obviously. So yeah. I like, <laughs> I chose like, you know, my uh, audio school that was like a trade school. Yeah. And I, re- I remember going and ha- going to a movie like uh, and seeing a movie with my dad and yeah. asking my dad to buy me a 002 and like selling him on the idea of how this was going to be like the first step in like my like career and like was like the necessary thing to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and they were like, okay, fine. Like if it's going to be like $2,500, like we'll give it to you like to do that. And so like then I got the 002 and then I'm like, okay, well, this doesn't mean anything. I, I need mics and I need like, <laughs> cables and I need shit like that. Yeah. And so then like my mom gave me like 10K to like buy everything that Holy I needed shit, to like get dude. set up immediately. Yeah. Cause it's like, I was like, this is part of my like college curriculum. This is what I need to do to excel and to like do what I'm trying to do as a fucking person. Like in order for me to use uh, the skills that I'm doing, I need to be using these tools immediately to build my own setup and like actually like start applying myself. And so I got so busy recording like my bands and like my friends' bands that I like wasn't going to school. And yeah. I got like suspended. <laughs> oh, and damn. I like had to like I like took time off and like eventually like went on tour with uh, a band and was like like at a tour bus doing guitar tacking and stuff like that for like a year. Uh, and then came back to school, finished that up and just did audio production full fucking time, man. Like Holy that's, that's shit. all I've ever done, man. Dude, oh, dude, that, see, that's so sick, dude, to, like, know, like, first of all, you were like, this is this is what I want to do, and, like, that you've been able to do it this whole time. That's unreal, dude. That's so fucking yeah. dope, dude. Damn. Yeah, complete, completely immersed from day one that I started, like, working on music. Like, I've never stopped. It's just, dude. like, everyone's like, how, like, how do you do it, man? It's like, what else am I going to do all fucking day? Like, what I want to do is go to the <laughs> yeah. studio and make tight shit every fucking day. Like, that's what my mind wants to do. You know what I mean? Like, that's so sick, like, dude. Like, when I got home, like, this weekend, like, uh, I have, like, a little setup in my house, and it's, like, I'm trying to, like, fuck with, like, weird drum sounds and, like, weird fucking, like, synth things that I'm hearing in my head and, like, wanting to apply, and, like, I'm, like, sitting down and, like, working on Pro Tools at home because, <laughs> like, I want to be producing and making more music and remixes and shit like that. So it's, like, I just, I love... I love audio. I love what I do. And I just, uh, I'm fully, fully dedicated and immersed in this life. Dude, that's uh, so, okay. So with that, like out of, out of the whole, like recording, like recording, mixing and mastering and all that stuff, like which one's your favorite process like to do the entire process. Oh, really? Executive producing and like creative executive, creative director of the project. That's what I like to do. And, and I would outsource, uh, more of these tasks yeah. if people could do them better than I can. And I continue to be the best at doing all of those things, so I do them. I'm my own engineer. I'm my own mixer. I'm my own mastering engineer. And that's – I'm the executive creative director of my productions. Like, I do, do everything. Th- well, th- that's the best way to be because then – because you know exactly what you want to hear, what you exactly what you want to do, and, like, you don't want anyone else to step on the toes or, like, fuck with what you did. Like, so yeah. I, I, that, I respect – like, that's perfect, dude. That's exactly how – to me, I feel like anyone that wants to do what you're doing should be the way you are because, like, yeah. without that, like, you're not going to get, like, the full potential of – what that person is thinking out like you have everything yeah. in your brain that's sick dude yeah and no one's gonna do it 
uh, better than me for cheaper than me. Like That's in sick. my world, you know what I mean? Like, if yeah, I, yeah. like, like if I'm going to have to like step up, it's going to have to be to like the big tier. You know what I mean? Like of like the idols, yeah. like, uh, and that's like very, that's like a huge monumental exponential difference in, in cost. Uh, you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like, that we would never achieve. So it's better just completely inside of my world. You know what I mean? Dude. And me yes. handling that entire thing. Dude, that is, dude, that that's so sick, dude. Like, yeah. And then, and then also like one thing that uh like another thing that I've always uh, I've always liked I followed you for a while now and like I love how transparent you are on social media like everything's like yo this is this is how it is in everything and like if a band comes in and like I've I've heard you say like yo if like if they come in and like they're not doing as well on guitar or something else and you're like yo I could play that better let me let me let me do it like I love yeah. that. I I feel like that first of all like yeah. th- you both want a finished product that's gonna be perfect and great like why not like push for it like that's sick dude yeah i've i've been penalized for being that guy in my life you know what i mean yeah and like uh and it's very strange to me because like it's part of just like aren't we all just shooting for the greatest like easiest uh best process possible then like let's (laughs) then let's focus on that you know what i mean so yeah yeah lots of lots of egos get stuck in the way and lots of like management bullshit gets stuck in the way and like me even like expressing and talking about that is just like so problematic at times and it's so strange that it's problematic you know what i mean yeah yeah uh i i i like to live in reality and fucking like live a life where i'm like this is what it is this is who i am and this is like what it's about as opposed to like fucking selling uh something that i'm not you know what i mean yeah uh, I'd rather just people, I'd rather have like do more of these podcasts and be transparent and have people like be like, if they want to take five minutes to figure out who Sam Pure is, they're going to figure that out, you know? Yeah, yeah. Dude, and uh, that just makes, to me, like, like especially if people come to you, they, they know what they're going to get. They're going to get the full package, dude. Like, you're not going to skimp on anything because, first of all, your name is attached to this. Why the fuck yeah. would you want that to be tarnished in any way? Like, you're going to make it as, like, okay, so like, with that, was it nerve-wracking to like do that for the first time if someone like came in or, or were you just like yo like I'm like let me take the guitar well like it starts coming to a point where like like I would push I would push the I, I try to push the envelope every single time I make a record yeah and yeah. I'd start getting to these points where when I fucking ran further and fucking longer and like faster uh, I got better results. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. got more in shape and more, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so the, then it, it, it becomes very clear the disconnect between a band trying, between a band coming in and trying to replicate the quality that I have done in a previous record mm-hmm. with this experience. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like problem number one, dude who's playing guitar is not as good as the guitar player in the band that he wants to sound like. I'm yeah. as good as as the guitar player in the band that he wants to <laughs> yeah. sound like. So I'll just play this part and we will save time and move on to the next part. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But then that person goes, oh, it hurts my ego, blah, blah, blah. Like, And it becomes a thing if they're this fragile individual that thinks that like they're playing music for validation as opposed to like trying to make really fucking good sounding music with no rules and using yeah, the yeah. studio as the instrument to do whatever the fuck is necessary to make it awesome, you know? So yeah. um, like that's... 
that like it that disconnect just started becoming obvious to me and me trying to be best friends and fucking like do this for the cheap price and as fast as possible yeah. means that I start grabbing stuff and start playing it for you. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. I'll show you like and like and that's that's where it's like I like in order like doing vocals with dudes like in order to get like the vocal performances that I want like I have to sing all day like I have to sing and like through the same chain into their headphones hearing fucking autotune like happening so I can show them how I want it to sound you know what I mean and oh, like they okay. can replicate yeah. that like like all day long I'm playing guitar I'm playing bass I'm playing I'm singing uh, I'm going in there and showing drum parts like I, I'm like obsessed with the details That's because sick. like like that's the thing that like that then starts to happen too is like you know if i like people come to me and they're like hey man i want you to mix my album and i want it to sound like the story so far record that you did it's like what you like about the story so far record that i did is my production and engineering yep. the mix isn't even that fucking big of an important thing <laughs> and so like when i do my mixing on a project like that what it actually does is it brings forward the production quality and the lack thereof and yeah. so actually like my mix is like might not sound great to people because their productions aren't that great and they can't hide from that because it's really loud and really clear and really detailed <laughs> and if there's anything that's wrong there then it's fucking it stands out and that's how i hear my productions you know what i mean and that's why yeah. i want like all of my performances to be perfect and dialed and blah 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 because like i am obsessed with clarity and perfection because i love listening to records that that sound that way to me you know what i mean like yeah just simple like pop records edm records all that stuff like i'm trying to make my records sound like perfect like if you held up a sheet music and said this is how the song goes that's it's how it sounds you know what i mean yeah. like i want to make it sound the way that it wants to sound dude yes dude exactly again that's why i say like people should come to you because like you're going like you're going to give it your all you're not like there are some people out there that are just being like oh well i'll record you and like i'm literally just gonna do that like yeah i feel exactly. like I, yeah, I record you, bands for a living and then i yeah. push up faders and go that is a mix like that's yeah. not what i do at all i completely am different than that you know what i mean like yeah i'm about i'm about manufacturing uh like records like i, I love the the quote like I, I think it was a mutt lane quote where it was like they were like, uh, I just want like to make our record. And he was like, I want to make Star Wars. <laughs> like, I don't want to make I don't want to make your record. I want your record to be Star Wars. I yeah, want yeah, to be the yeah. craziest CGI, the craziest story, the most advanced thing that it's gonna create this cult following where for the rest of time we're gonna have Star Wars as a fucking pop culture sensation because it means that much to humans and fucking creativity, inspiration in general. That's what I wanna make. I wanna make that. You know what I mean? Damn, dude, I, I, that's such a good, great quote, dude. Like <laughs> to make Star, dude, I love that. That's so fucking sick. That it's and it's true because like you're like why settle for anything less than Star Wars? Like like yeah. like you're literally like everyone. You say that everyone knows Star Wars, so like yeah. that's what that's so, that's perfect, dude. That's and like what do you th how do you think they made Star Wars? They fucking set up these people on a stage and fucking put up one camera and said, "Rolling, <laughs> act out the movie." You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> Like, dude, it's frame by frame editing and fucking manufacturing of an entire fucking world and a fucking experience so that when people fucking watch the movie, they are immersed in a fucking movie and they don't even think about their world and they are getting fucking emotionally fulfilled and high yep. as fuck watching fucking Star Wars. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's what, that's my favorite music. When I put on music, I don't even know where I am. I don't even know who I am. All I know <laughs> is that I fucking feel this and this thing is making me 
reevaluate everything about who I am in my life because of how I feel. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's how I, I want my music to be. I want my music to feel important and to feel different and to feel unique and to feel like meaningful. Yeah, dude. Oh, dude, that's so fucking dope. That's so perfect. I love that. That like, as, I'm I'm gonna use that Star Wars quote forever now. Like, that's so fucking. Go. It's yeah. Thank you. Uh, uh, I'll quote you sub quoted. Like, yeah, sorry, uh, yeah. Give credit where credits due. Yeah, exactly, dude. <laughs> dude, that's so sick. And dude, and then uh, the how was it to do like the the nail the mix like that 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 looks so cool to do like how 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 did they just like say like yo can you do this for us and then you just did it and like or what what how'd that come to be yeah so i know i i know al from a way back um, okay and he's like he's always been a cool dude to me and so he hit me up and asked me if i wanted to do the nail the mix and like i like I'm always I'm I'm always happy to talk about like like audio and that's like kind of one of the, my like things too like the tall tale signs of like anyone who's like cool in audio will like tell you anything about anything because yeah, like yeah. when you go through this experience like if you do exactly what I do it will not sound like what I do at all it's just not yeah. possible like yeah. so I'll show anyone anything I'll fucking talk about anything and ideally like I learn cool things by sharing what I you know what I know and so like I'm always like thrilled to fucking like talk about audio and like to be able to just like open up a session and just go through it and like go for it is like fucking tight you know and like also yeah. like i saw it as an opportunity to like make like uh like a show that i'm capable of making a record that sounds that great like with my own mixes because i didn't even get to mix that record and not like i'm salty about that but it's like i'm i know that i could make something that sounds as good if not better and yeah. different do you know what i mean so like yeah. that's what i'm shooting for every single time like i'm working on something like isn't the point to win you know what i mean like, yeah yeah isn't exactly the point of this all to make the best you know what i mean and to be the best as opposed to like oh i just did what i do like got it that's not what i like to yeah. do i like to like <laughs> shoot for making the best song i've ever made every day the blah 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 like i i and it's like that gets exhausting and like you know there's other people who are like I don't think of it that way. I just go in and I just try to do what I do. Like that doesn't work for me. Like I have to like really like immerse myself into like being fully emotionally invested. So like I yeah. can like make sure that if I reach the the feels that I know other people will as well. Yeah, dude, of course. Like and again, it goes back to it. I feel like literally everyone should be that way. Like why not? Like you you, yeah. you want the best, dude. Like that's 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 all everyone should a- should want and ask for. Like that's fucking dope, yeah. dude. That's so yeah, sick. Yeah, it's like I love like I loved watching the Michael Jordan documentary. I love like watching like the Steve Jobs movie. Like uh I find those people like super inspirational and like when you learn about them like everyone who knows them was like that dude's a fucking asshole. Fuck that dude. It's like everyone says that about me too. Like I get it, you know what I mean? But like for some reason like what like inspires me about these people is like they're like will like they're they just don't listen to fucking anyone that's the best yeah. advice like i've ever fucking got in my life like and it's from like an eric andre like quote where like he's like talking to, to david letterman david letterman's or not david letterman uh um, larry king larry king's like uh best quote like or best advice and eric andre is like jokingly is like uh don't listen to anybody it's like <laughs> like i completely agree like yeah. I follow my intuition. I know that I'm like a morally like aligned like dude with like I'm an ethical dude and like I just follow my intuition. And I try to do like the best shit possible. You know what I mean? And yeah. like and like knowing like like watching like Michael Jordan, like watching like Steve Jobs, like those guys woke up every day and shut like 
we're shooting for the moon, dude, at all yeah. times. You know what I mean? Like, and that's, I want to do that too. You know? Yeah, dude. That's that, that's again. Everyone should do that. Like, why not? Like, like wh- why yeah. why settle for anything less, dude? That's yeah. fucking mind blowing that people do. Like, dude, I love that so much, dude. That's so sick. Like, but. Like oh and also dude the the whole like drum shots dude yeah. that thing's fucking gnarly like how like did did you approach that company or did they say like yo let's get some tones or like you wanted to like do that so everyone could use like your super sick shit well thanks man um, yeah yeah, yeah. They, hit me, they hit me up a while ago they were like yo you want to do some like one shot drum samples like just like you know a pack of like whatever you think is cool like you know just throw them in a fucking folder and like let's let's sell it and I yeah like. You know, I, I, I like started making a Kemper guitar pack for STL before. Oh, and wow. And like I kind of never really got back to it because like it was one of those things where like I did it uh, and then I needed to like, you know, fully immerse myself and dive in like trying to make it the best. And I yeah. never got around to having the time to do that. And I also mm-hmm. like never really had uh, an experience with the Kemper that made me feel like I was doing making the best guitar tones. So like I kind of okay. abandoned that whole thing because like it just it didn't follow along with my intuition to get around yeah, to yeah. it, you know? So eventually like I got around to being like, all right, well, I want to like actually like record these drum samples that I, I, I want to do. And so, like, I, I had this, like, huge idea to make this, like, chromatic drum sample library where I record every single drum at every fucking possible note and, like, actually tune them correctly to these notes. That's so, that so I could, dope. Like, make them to the key of the songs and, like, give it this experiment. So, like, we did that. And I was, like, planning on, like, doing that to, like, put those in the drum shots pack. But then it was, like, I was making so many, like, great notes. And, like, so, like it's, like, like, I have, like, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of one shots of different notes Damn. now of every single drum and snare so like that was like not gonna fit into the like the criteria of like five snare drums i'm like this yeah. is way too much <laughs> so then i was like all right well why don't i go back to like some of the name records that i've done and like pull the sounds that i made and like used as like my drum samples for those records like what i needed to reinforce drum shots and yeah. so like I was like, cool. Well, like, I could do this basement one that was like I did in a studio in in London. I could do this hundredth one that I did in a studio in fucking uh, Charleston. Uh, then like I have like a new the newest one is the Spirit World drums, which are like yeah. kind of like the best ones, like in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but uh, then the the rest of them are all just like you know like the story record that I did here at one point. Like so they're all like older sounds that like I only used for those records and I don't even like use for anything else personally. So yeah. I felt like comfortable being like, well here I can give these away and I think that like people will really enjoy these and this will be like a good way to test the waters and see like how this does before yeah. I want to actually release this big, huge drum sample pack that I actually created. So yeah. like, we're in the process of like releasing this really big drum sample pack. Uh, but that like, we're like on step one of that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> of, uh, like we made, we did the samples. Now it's like how to put them together and like do put them like, I want to do like a virtual instrument and like have it work. Right. So, uh, that's the next step that like I'm entering into right now, but I'm excited about the drum shots. It's cool that, that people like them and it's like, they're, they are cool. You know what I mean? Like, and they, yeah. they were the things that I used and made on those records to like reinforce those drum sounds. So like they are familiar of those records and like, I think people will enjoy them and, and it helps. Uh, it's always cool. Like, like I said, like when I share things, people, I'm always like, fuck man, I want, I don't want people to be like, this shit sucks. Like, wow. Did you hear Dr- Sam's drum samples? They sound like shit. That fool sucks. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like, uh, that's not the case obviously. And like, it's cool that people like enjoy using them and then like come to me and are like, dude, these sound fucking great. It's like, okay, all right. Well, these are like sounds that I got like years ago. And like that yeah, makes yeah. me feel even more like confident and validated. <laughs> so like, I appreciate that, you know? So. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's so sick, have, dude. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> that's that's so sick dude and like <laughs> and then to like uh to like circle back to like because like i've always like 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 uh, that, that tour you did with like uh in australia like like yep. like was that okay so you had been in bands prior to like uh playing with them right like you'd have you been playing music for like ever then yeah i've been playing like in local bands like my whole life um oh. <laughs> and then like I started finding it to be more fun to like be the guy that like joined the band by making the record and then being yeah. like, all right, sick. Like that's it. And then uh, like doing more of them and like being known at like having like my, like being able to be versatile that way, as opposed to like having to like be the leader of my own fucking band, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which was like exhausting. Um, so I just got caught up in that. I was like playing, like I, I, I played in like, two like power like fucking like tech metal bands like and i I, I, it was like fun to like join those bands and like contribute to that sound yeah uh, as opposed to like create it and like so it was like it was fun you know like i had a good time doing that so i I played in multiple bands i was like in i was technically in like three bands growing up so oh wow okay like just because with with your like whole experience of like recording and everything i i thought i I, because like I, I was looking up, like, I was like, oh, I wonder, like, if you've been in bands before. And, like, the only one I, like, kept thinking of was just, like, Heavy Heavy Low Low. And I was like, oh, yeah, he just, like, joined that for that tour or a couple tours. Yeah. So, yeah, like, I, I never, I didn't know, like, you played music before that. I was like, I was assuming you did because of, like, like your guitar playing and everything that you've done, like, on records after, yeah. of course. But, like, dude, yeah, like, that's so sick. And, like, them asking you to come on that, like, was that, like... Was like so you would is that like one of your first tours then? No, because like I I had already toured as a guitar tech. Oh um, yeah, yeah. But it was like my first tour playing for playing. a band was was with Heavy for sure. Like and so those like I only did two tours playing as a guitar player, which was like the United States tour that we did with Horse the Band and So Many Dynamos, and then okay. the um, Australian tour that we did with Totally Unicorn. Which was oh, yeah. totally awesome. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that yeah, yeah I that's fell in so love with sick. Australia. I love Australia, man. I got engaged to my wife out there. Oh no way, really? Yeah, man. I took we we went out there and hung out, and then I was like, all right, I'm gonna pop a question out here, and it's gonna be great. <laughs> dude, that's so dope. That's so fucking cool, man. That's perfect, dude. That's so cool. Yeah. Damn, yeah, dude. Australia was like my first time out of the country. It was like the first time that I was like, like, like experienced that I was just in one, like, it made me, it changed my worldview. Like, I was like, oh, shit, there's the fucking world out there, as opposed to just my fucking country. Like, wow. Yeah. Like, so that was, like, I, I like, really, like, like, became who I am when I went on that Australia tour. That's cool. That Because I, yeah. I was about to ask that. Was that, like, your first time out of the country and everything? And yeah, like, absolutely, yeah. That's so fucking dope, dude. And, and especially, like, to me, I feel like Australia is what, like, one of those perfect countries. I, I've never been there, of course, but to like visit that place seems like it would be unreal. And also being able to play music with like your, all of your like best friends, basically, like and and like that's even better, dude. That's fucking dope, dude. Yeah, basically, the people in Australia were the coolest people. They made it the yeah. coolest part about Australia was just like <laughs> they were so transparent, so blunt, so funny. That's sick. Um, whereas like. Like here, everyone's like so calculated and fucking yeah. fake and shit like that. Like they were just so like everyone would just like fuck around with each other and like super loose. And I really enjoyed like their environment. Uh, Hell and yeah. And also like uh, they also love just like drinking beer all day. 
And it's not even <laughs> like it's not even like to like go get wasted. It's just yeah. because like pub life is a part of like life out there. And like I really enjoyed that aspect because like I'm a stoner. I love smoking weed and I love drinking very light beer. And I, I love to drink as many beers as possible and not feel buzzed or drunk in any <laughs> way, shape, or form. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. would drink non-alcoholic beer. Like uh, I don't really know what's stopping me. You know what I mean? But like <laughs> yeah, uh, I just. I really love like really light beer and I love to just like hang out in the sun and just be best friends and chat. And like, that is what Australia was for me. It was just like hanging out with the coolest people, having the greatest times, being super inspired. Like landscape was amazing. Everything about it was totally different. It was just like, like I felt like empowered to like, and also it's like going on experiences like that are like, Oh shit. Like I feel like really like, like it's crazy that like a record that I made, like means something to people out here and like people. Yeah. Like, call heavy heavy lolo their favorite band like that's crazy you know what i mean like yeah and that that's when i started really like being like fuck man like i'm doing tight shit like and i actually like need to like step it up and like actually go further into this and like try to like make stuff that like really makes me feel like i'm making good shit you know fuck yeah dude that's cool like it, it, it dude that's even cooler because like you got that experience from again recording and then ask them asking you that's even that's even cooler dude that's so yeah. fucking dope dude like like if they would have never stepped into your world, you would have never had that experience going over there and every that that's that's so sick, dude. Oh, I'm yeah, so tight, stoked man. on that. Yeah. And like and that's where it was like like playing with heavy and like doing shit like that was always like like the utmost respect to like uh um like contributing to the brand and the style and the thing of heavy. You know what I mean? As yeah, opposed yeah. to like, oh, I'm just doing my thing and like, it's cool. You know what I mean? Like I yeah, it was yeah. very like, it's like a very selfless thing. I felt very dedicated to the fucking pursuit of like being and, and like spreading the awareness of heavy, heavy, low, low. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. As opposed to like, I'm cool. I'm having, I'm on tour. <laughs> I'm fucking badass. You know what I mean? Like it was like a very opposite vanity thing, you know? Yeah, that's so dope, dude. That that and that, that's what I feel like anyone should feel anyways. Like that that yeah. feels it feels so much it's it's pure and it's not fucking like you're not yeah, dude, no. I fucking I'm yeah, right I there think, with you. That's dope. I think the opportunity ultimately like uh the opportunity reinforced the responsibility to contribute and yeah. to make really meaningful things, you know. <laughs> Sick, dude. That's so dope, man. Like that's so cool, man. And dude, are, are you like, because I miss, I miss your podcast. Like I like, it yeah. was so dude, like, like I know you put one out recently uh, or like recent ishly, uh, yeah. but like, are you planning on doing that any, any more? Yeah. There's like talks of like another like podcast that I'm like thinking about doing with a homie. Oh, um, sick. Yeah. There's like a couple like ideas floating around, but, uh, yeah, I, I just like, I just, it's kind of, again, it's like one of those like intuitive things. Like, there's a phase where I feel like really excited about doing podcasts and getting really yeah. into it. And then like, so I want to do it. And then like all of a sudden I get like really into like wanting to do other shit and kind of like, I I'm fully immersed. You know what I mean? So I yeah. kind of like, I, I definitely have like phases and I go through tangents. You know what I mean? And like, <laughs> so it's like, like at one point it was bone cutter and then it wasn't for 10 years and then it is again. You know what I mean? Like maybe it'll be yeah. podcasting again, like, but in a different, I don't know. You know what I mean? So it's like, I just kind of go with like what I'm, what I'm feeling. And like right now it's like, wrapping up a couple of cool records I'm working on, like trying to like do some like new remixes and like, like really go down synth and drum machine rabbit hole and like start making a bunch of fucking electronic and drum machine fucking music that like is 
along the lines of the music that I fucking love and love to yeah. listen to and like actually like have never really like done and so and, and instead of like trying to find people like that to make music like that I just want to start making music like that so dude, that's what yeah. I'm getting into now <laughs> that's so sick dude that's that, yeah. that, 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 that's the perfect and, and it, also to just be dedicated to like one thing like full force is even better than like piece like piecing yourself out everywhere like that's fucking yeah. sick dude yeah, exactly. I don't want to do anything half-assed, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly, dude. Dude. So, okay, so I have uh, two more questions for you. Uh, you got it. Uh, so this one's just a, a weird one. Like, I oh, yeah, uh, so, okay, if your studio was a TV show, what show would it be? Weird. It'd be the, <laughs> it'd be the Eric Andre show. <laughs> That's so perfect. It'd be the intro of the Eric Andre show where he destroys the studio. It'd be that. That's what it, that's what I am. <laughs> that's so good, dude. Like for that for that show being so big, that's the first time I've ever heard it. So like I'm like that, and it fits so fucking well, dude. That's so perfect. Yeah, I fucking like. It's funny because like I, I was trying to show my wife like some Andy Kaufman stuff the other night, mm-hmm. and she was just getting so fucking mad at him, and it's like. It's so funny because, like, that's, like, like that's, like, what he's, like, her getting mad is, like, the comedy act that, like, yep. is the <laughs> challenge to see through and understand is the act, you know what I mean? And, like, yep. like Eric Andre, she can't stand him. She thinks he's the most annoying fucking thing she's ever fucking seen and, like, <laughs> and, like nonsensical and, like, a total fucking idiot and, like. He's so good at presenting himself as as such, and he's not. Yeah. He's actually brilliant and genius, and like the way that he presents himself is like he's a fucking idiot, and it's like <laughs> uh, it's, he's so good at it, you know. He's, <laughs> like he's the most annoying idiot I've ever fucking seen, and it just yeah. makes me fucking laugh. I just fucking love it, dude. That's so perfect, dude. Dude, and then um, so uh, e- even like with like like. Like like guitar teching or like playing with heavy low or any show you've ever played like like what has been like the best show you've ever played and then the worst show you've ever played. All right, so worst show I ever played, but was also simultaneously the best show. <laughs> Sick, okay. <laughs> because because that's how it goes, right? Yeah. Uh, my old band Murder Parade, we uh, tech metal band, very like. This this band was awesome because like it was like when I was in the Blood Brothers and really into like abrasive like fucking spastic music. It's kind of like Bone Cutter in a way. Okay. Um, but like way more tech and like off timey and like weird shit. And yeah. so um, we got uh, my friend Jesse Roback to be our vocalist and shout out to Jesse because he's like he was fucking amazing. He was like he's such a good vocalist. He was so fucking cool. And that being in that band was like we were making hell of fucking tight shit for a minute. Like it was fucking awesome. Like hell yeah. And I, I like the practices were at my fucking studio and we had practice like every Thursday night and it was fucking amazing. And like uh, like shout out to all those guys. Like we we had the best fucking time like being in that band. And so what was cool is that Jesse worked at this local venue that is no longer a thing, but it was like the fucking thing. Yeah. It's called the Pound in SF. And, like, oh that's yeah. Where, like and that's where like everyone played fucking like you know I saw all the coolest bands play there like and uh, like we we got to play and open a show for this band called uh, Severed Savior and Origin and oh, those whoa. like and so like we were the opening band and. Uh, we like people hated us <laughs> hated us like and it was like a full show and they fucking booed the shit out of us just no like, way boo. 
get off the fucking stage like the exact stereotype of like of like dude have you ever been booed off stage like yes that happened to us they fucking hated our band absolutely hated it and the funniest thing is like i have a video of this but i we have a fucking uh microphone that was plugged into it that wasn't turned on so the whole thing is muted the whole time oh and no we, we were so good we're like i just remember playing so fucking well and we had to cut our set like two songs early because like they were it was like if we played anymore it was like gonna actually like start being a fucking thing um but like the best part was like i i had like these fucking lights that i uh they were like fucking work lights that i uh zip tied into these egg crates and i yeah. had them set up to a fucking uh power supply that i like uh had a kick trigger in so what he would do is double kick it would circle through all the six lights we had eight of them and it would circle through all eight lights and it was just like so when you looked at us it was just fucking hell of abrasive lights (laughs) and the vocals are hell of abrasive and we're hella fast tech metal and these people were just like this sucks and we were just like I love that they think that this sucks like our vocalist Jesse was like so pumped that we were getting but he fucking loved it dude so it was like it was funny and it also was like really embarrassing and like really cringe, but like really funny. But like, like, cause it was just like, do we suck? Like, what is our thing? But like, we knew that we were doing tight ass shit and like that these yeah. people didn't really get it. And like, that was kind of like my first introduction into being like, all right, well, the shit that I really like is like avant garde and weird and not fucking like, uh, not like all fucking cheesed out and like fucking <laughs> inauthentic and fucking uh, contrived and parody. Like instead, we're just making our own unique shit. And like if they don't get it, like whatever, fucking who cares? I think it's cool. And and like yeah. And it's like like when I show it to people, like they either be like this is fucking amazing, or they don't even get it at all. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's like yeah, one yeah. Or the other. Like you either like win a fan for life, who like will always be like, dude, your old band. Like I still listen to that. It's like my favorite fucking shit. It's like <laughs> hell yeah. Or other people who are just like, this is the worst thing I've ever heard. Please never show me this. <laughs> I fucking hate this band. Like I fucking hate these people. Like that's that's my music, I guess, that I make, you know. <laughs> Dude, that's so good. Yeah. <laughs> to be best and worst, that's even better, Absolutely. man. Like Absolutely. Best and worst show. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> so that like my favorite thing is like ending the podcast on like the worst show because like I always say like so many people are like then why the fuck do you like even enjoy music like like yeah. this like that's my favorite part dude I, I I love it so much dude because like those bad shows will make just the the better shows or even the average shows so much better <laughs> yeah I mean that's where like like honestly the records that I like the most are yeah. impossible to fucking play live you know what I mean like. <laughs> Uh, like I, I just like, you know, it's like the, the best records the Beatles did are the ones where they used the studio as a tool and like, they could never play that shit live. And like, yeah, like my favorite Bjork records and shit like that. Like, uh, uh, and so it's like, that's where like, I'm, I, I've, I find way more fulfillment out of making music and like making, uh, records as opposed to playing shows. Like I have no interest in like playing shows. Like I get no, like, like creative fulfillment and or like excitement from it in fact i get it's like a very stressful process for me that like uh feels not really worth it and like feel like yeah. makes me feel like demoralized and like maybe like <laughs> there's no hope and opportunity for like what i'm trying <laughs> to do every single yeah. time you know what i mean like maybe my band's gonna get booed off stage or like what you know what I mean? so it's like yeah uh i just i prefer just making music you know what i mean yeah that's as sick. To like being a fucking touring band you know that's not my fucking <laughs> That's not my fucking thing. Unless it like if it blows up and it requires me to, I'll fucking do it. You know what I mean? But yeah. besides that, like trying to build it by like touring and do the thing, like I'll never fucking do that. That's I'm completely uninterested in that. 
<laughs> dude. And uh, exactly, sometimes, like, exactly, and you, you found what you love. So, like, dude, of course, stick with it. That's fucking dope, dude. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Dude, no, of course, dude. That's so sick. But, dude, thank you for, like, coming on, dude. I've been wanting to talk to you for a while, and, like, sorry it took so long, but thank you so much for coming on, man. It was fucking cool, man. My pleasure, dude. Happy to uh, spread the word and uh, answer anything anyone ever wants to fucking ask. So, <laughs> give me up anytime. Hell yeah, dude. That's so dope. Well, then, dude, well, I'm going to uh, say, like, uh, uh, a fake goodbye, and then I'll talk to you right after this. Sounds great. All right. Uh, goodbye. It's great. Dude, that was so sick. It, like, I've been wanting to talk to Sam Pura forever, and I, I never thought I'd get him on. And all I had to do was ask him, and he was like, yeah, dude, that'd be sick. So, oh, that was so sick. So thank you, Sam, for coming on. That was so much fun. And I'm like, one of my favorite questions I was able to ask you was about the Halo 3 thing with Heavy Heavy Lolo. Like, <laughs> I've been wanting to know that forever. So, dude, thank you so much. And... Oh my god, thank you for anyone that's listening. This was so sick. Please go check out Bone Cutter. Just go pay uh, Sam to like record anything because all his all his shit sounds amazing. So please go support him by recording anything there. It's you'll you will not be disappointed. Thank you so much Sam for coming on. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening and thank you for listening. And guess what? You should have a good day. And you will now that I have willed it into existence. But seriously, thank you for listening, and I will talk to you later. Bye!